السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب شرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحلل قدت من لساني يفقه قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا إلما All praise due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. O Allah, we beseech thee to increase us in our knowledge and to protect us from the deceptions of the Satan and the evil of our souls. Ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. It is indeed only the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala that today we'll continue with Surah Al-Ahzab, the coalition, the allied forces, and verses 51 to verse number 53 of the Noble Qur'an. Let us recap our previous lesson. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala informed us that when you, O Muslim husband, you gave talaq to your wife, you divorced her, nor did you touch her, nor did you sleep with her, nor were you in khalwa, privacy, nothing. And just after the nikah, after the marriage ceremony, there was an argument and you divorced her. Then there is no iddat for that lady. If she wants to, she can marry somebody else. She has that prerogative. And in Islam, when talaq takes place, then see what Quran says. When a divorce takes place, then give us some gifts. We are not like the non-Muslims that we take our dirty linen in public. They go to the TV stations or the media and the press. Nay, all that not permissible. And release her in a beautiful manner without causing any harm and swearing and cursing her or her family. For Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that Allah Ta'ala says that for you khalisatallakam in dunil mu'mineen, the women you're going to marry, they must be muhajirat. They must make hijrah. That is afterwards, obviously. Sayyidina Khadija radiallahu anha and them all passed away before that. So remember, in a case like that, they had to make hijrah and migrate to Medina Manawara. Then only you could marry them. Samalali Almighty Allah Jalla Allah made certain things compulsory upon this Ummah so that we pay the mahar and so forth. So nowadays if you look at it, the mahar Fatimi, and that is the mahar Nabi Salam paid his honorable wives and spouses also. So plus minus nowadays seventeen, eighteen thousand, then say thousand dollars to give you a rough estimate just to give you an idea. 
And if you look at the money mum, then the Hanafi scholars say 400 rands South African money. The Maliki say 135 rand, 135, 135 rand. And remember, Shafi's humbleies, they don't have any money mum because you can tell your wife and if she agrees that you will teach her the Quran Sharif, few surahs, for example, Surah Yasin, Surah Tabarak Al-Ladi. So like that also, what the parties agree on, that is fine. Today's lesson, chapter 33, Surah Ahazab, verses 51 to 53. Now we need to understand. Certain things Almighty Allah, Jalla Allah, gave Mustafa Habibuna, Sallallahu Alaihi a choice and an option. Then from that, Mustafa, Sallallahu Alaihi because of his akhlaqi karima, noble, exalted character, وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَىٰ خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ Ya Rasul Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, your character is so sublime and so exalted, and that is enshrined in a noble Qur'an. So he, Habibuna, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who chose the best option, and especially regarding his wives and, and you know, spouses, chapter 68, verse number 4, وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَىٰ خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ so see this lesson now. Chapter 33, verse 51. Habibuna, sallallahu alayhi wa was informed by Almighty Allah, it's not compulsory upon you that you must make one night, one night with all the wives and so forth. You want to delay any one of them, so that also is permissible. You tell them after one week, two weeks, one month. Or if you want to call them, so that also is permissible. So that was the option. But Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wasallam to set the precedent for humanity and posterity then chose it upon himself. No, that I will do it equally. And we see if the wife herself, she forfeited her turn, like Sayyidah Sauda radiallahu anha. She forfeited her turn to Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha. So that also is permissible. And thereafter we see Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wasallam taught humanity the lesson. That for if Quran Karim states for in khiftum Allah ta'dilu fawahidatan. When you have two, three, four wives and you fear you can't do justice, then you must remember you must stick with one wife. Don't get married to the second, third, fourth one. But Habibuna was doing that justice, but certain things are beyond a human being's control. For example, you have children, one is your favorite. So then your pet child, for example, your favorite child. But nevertheless, you must try and treat, treat everybody equally. So Habibuna used to make dua, Allahumma la tu'akhidni fi ma la amliku bal tamlik. That, Ya Allah, do not take me to task for that which you possess and I don't possess. Meaning that whatever is within my ability, capacity, capability, I did. And what is beyond that, غير اختياري, so that don't take us to task. To set the precedent for humanity and posterity. Turji man tasha So turji, ay to akhiru. In Arabic, you can delay whosoever you want from your wives. You can tell her to come after one week, after two weeks, one month, two months, whatever. That is your choice. And you can call and that you tell them that, okay, tonight is your turn. So to you, you call them to yourself, whomsoever you wish. So this is the option and the choice Almighty Allah gave the Master Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
and wamanibata gaita and whosoever you chose, mimman azalta, that from the one that you told her she must stay separate for a little while, fala junaha alaik, then there's no sin upon you. So meaning me and you, if we do this, then remember we become sinners. We tell one wife that I'll see you after one month, six months, three months, two months, and we don't have any valid excuse or anything, meaning we're not old or sickly or something in hospital, so which within our means and so forth, then obviously we are a sinner. But in the case of Nabi alayhi salam, Allah gave that. So remember, this is all made Allah's prerogative, but the Master sallallahu alayhi salam, who still exercised that justice to show humanity that this is the precedent set by the Master himself sallallahu alayhi salam. وَمَنِبَتَ غَيْتَ And whosoever you choose, مِمَّنْ azalta Compared to that woman that you separated with. Separated meaning temporary. فَلَا junaha alayk And there's no sin upon you. So why did Almighty Allah give all this flexibility? There are so many responsibilities on the Master Wasallam. He had to worry about humanity, worry about the Ummah, worry about the entire universe and creation till the day of Qiyamah who will be guided and so forth. Chapter 21, verse number 107, And we have not sent you, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu sallam, but as a mercy to the entire universe and creation. Zalika, the above options. Adana is easier for you, proper for you. Antaqarra'a. So how you read that verse? So your eyes will find joy, meaning that coolness. So it means you will find joy and happiness. That your eyes will find joy, meaning happiness. Like how you say, like that. So you will find happiness in that. Wala yahazanna, and they, the wives, they can't be sad and grieving. Wajarudaina bimaa kulluhun, and they must be pleased whatever you are giving them, all of them, without exception. So it shows that one time Habibuna sallallahu alaihi wasallam niswa the nine wives they special for Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam for me and you is four maximum. So all this flexibility was given so that Nabi sallam will set the precedent. If it came to salat five salat we read, but the Master sallam read six salat the hajjud salat minimum. We came to fasting, we have to fast one month in a year. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa fasting, remember, and that is now on Mondays and Thursdays, 13, 14, 15th of the Islamic month. So always doing more. Me and you have to do justice maximum for wives. Habibuna, Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa is doing justice with nine. To show us that, see, I'm setting the precedent for humanity and posterity. Wallahu ya'lamu ma fi qulubikum fi qulubikum all might Allah alone knows what is in your hearts what is your intention your motive obviously Mustafa sallallahu alaihi heart Mubarak was the purest me and you we have certain times intention that are pure certain times bad intentions bad motives sometimes polluted tainted 
But Allah does not punish us immediately. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلِيمًا حَلِيمًا And Almighty Allah is all-knowing and حَلِيمًا and all-enduring. Allah does not unleash His punishment same time. Same time. So that is Halim. He is the one who is more patient upon us than our parents and the creation put together. Now see, me and you, if the wife dies or you divorce her, Allah forbid, then you can get married to another one. For Mustafa, Habibuna, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, this is the law now. Total wives, 11. Sayyidah Khadija, radiallahu anha, passes away. During the lifetime of Habibuna, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Sayyidah Zainab binti Khuzayma, not Sayyidah Zainab binti Jash, her nikah was performed by Almighty Allah Himself. There is another Zainab and she passes away during the time of the master Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So now is nine wives left. La yahillu lakan nisa'u min ba'du. Now no woman is halal for you, ya Rasulullah, and permissible for you, min ba'du in future. Meaning, now you got these wives, they will be your wives forever. Wala antabaddala bihinna min azwaj. And you cannot change now. Meaning you can't divorce any one of them. They will be your wives in this dunya, in this world, and in the year after as well. Walau a'ajabaka husnuhun. And even if you are impressed with another lady's beauty, still is not permissible for you. So Almighty Allah is addressing Nabi alayhi salam, but it's a lesson for us. Don't only look at the jamal and beauty of a woman. So today the mistake committed by people, the parents and the son or the daughter, depending now whose marriage it is, sometimes it's our son, sometimes it's our daughter. So main criteria they make is the jamal, is the beauty, or the mal, the wealth and the assets, materialism. So if you are going to look at mal, the wealth, and jamal, then the beauty, then you find the mal. Then you find all big problems. So Islam said, look at the belief structure, look at the piety of that person, look at the character, morals of that person. That will be a solid foundation for a good long honeymoon and marriage. So then after that, they can be mal and jamal and beauty and wealth. But it must not be criteria number one, priority number one. Except what your right hand owns. What's the meaning of this? In Islam, when the Muslim army was victorious against the enemy, so the Amirul Jaish, the commander in chief, had five options. Either you kill them, that is the enemy prisoners of war. Either they pay a ransom, Mannam Badu Wafidaan, Quran Karim states that either what they do, you set them free, free of charge, or they must pay a ransom, and this is enshrined in the noble Quran, where Almighty Allah Jalla Wala mentions in Surah Muhammad, Mannam Badu. So Almighty Allah Jalla Wala states that either they will be the ones who pay, you must remember, ransom, wa imma fidaan, or either free of charge, or they pay a ransom, a compensation. So that is what Almighty Allah Jalla Wala is teaching us here in these verses here. So number one, kill them. Second one, you let them go free of charge. Third one, they pay a ransom. Fourth one, remember, we use them for Mubadalatul Usara. 
that exchange of prisoners of war, irrespective of the numbers. And fifth one will be istirqaq. We make them slaves because they want to kill us. So there will be no burden on the first curse, the people who are fighting there in the battle. So for them, the booty will go to them and 20% to the Beitul Mal, the public treasury. So that is why you'll get, so sometimes you get the men, they can work in your shop, in your farm as a laborer and so forth. And if the woman, then you can sleep with her and so forth and so on. So that is what Islam is teaching there. And there, there's no limitation of four and so forth. So, illa ma malakat yaminuk. So remember whatever your right hand owns. So when the people speak of slavery today, then they think the Western concept of shackles and chains. Islam don't allow all those things there. So you must remember that Abdullah ibn Umar, if you study his life history, so he performed thousand umrahs and he liberated how many? Thousand slaves, male and female. Mustafa rahmatulil alameen sallallahu alayhi sallam, so he liberated 63 slaves, male, female, in his hayat at so all this is part of the seerah and we must understand it. We don't have to apologize to anybody. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ And Almighty Allah is over everything. Raqiba Hafida, The one who observes, he sees and he guards everything. Therefore the ulama wrote, when you lock your car, you lock your house, all that, read, Ya Raqibu, Ya Raqibu, seven times. It's not a sunnah, but it's permissible, so that everything will be protected by Almighty Allah Jalla now we're speaking about inside the house of the Azwaj Mutaharat where Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was staying. Sayyidah Aisha, Sayyidah Hafsa, Sayyidah Zainab, Sayyidah Maimuna, like that, the honorable wives, right? So when there's a da'wat, now Nabi Alayhi Salam invited you. So now what are the etiquettes? Today when you go to the royal palace, you go to the prime minister, presidential house, they have certain rules and etiquettes. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu ay iman walo 89 times this phrase is used oh you who believe la tadkhulu buyutan nabi do not enter the rooms and the houses of nabi of prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam you can't just go in there in anybody's house you can't go in Islam, we say you must take permission because of seeing. You don't want to see somebody's daughter, mother, wife in a compromising position, situation. It's not permissible. We wouldn't like it for ourselves. Except if consent, permission is granted to you. So similarly, that wait for permission, then you enter. And don't enter there, then now you are looking at the pots and the pans, you're looking at the kitchen. And remember, if you are invited for food, for breakfast or supper or whatever, غير ناظرين إناه so غير ناظرين غير منتظرين not now you are waiting and waiting and looking at the pots are the food cooked and all that is it cooked and so forth no that is against etiquette against manners and so forth 
So you invited, so the food will be ready, inshallah, very soon. So you just wait. Not you want to look here and wait here and wait there and so forth. That is not permissible. You are the guest. You must wait a little bit. And the host must honor the guest. So when you believe in all Allah in the last day, then honor the guest. Authentic hadith in Mishkat Sharif and in Mustad Ahmad Tirmidhi Sharif. So it meaning you can't just enter and say, I want food and so forth. No, it's not permissible all that. Walakin ida du'itum and when you are invited fadkulu then you enter for ida tu'imtum now you had your meal everything make dua alhamdulillahilladhi at'amana wa saqana wa ja'alana muslimin Allah Ta'ala, all praise to you. You gave us something to eat, you gave us something to drink, and you made us Muslim. The authentic hadith is Wajalana Muslimin. Sometimes people read Minal Muslimin is permissible, but the word Min there before Muslimin is not mentioned in authentic hadith. Mishka, Sharif, Mustad Ahmad, but it is permissible. So when you are invited and you then enter, and Fa'idha Twa Imtum you ate now, Fantashiru then disperse. Don't sit there and say, let's start making now socializing and now let's gossip and speak of this one and that one like we normally do. Not permissible. hadith, And do not start and do not now get involved in any discussion and so forth. Yes, if the host is asking you something or he's insisting that you must stay, then it's a different issue. But we, the guest, when we're invited, then go away as soon as possible. The message, he called you, invited you, fed you, gave you to drink, everything, make dua for him. Allahumma barik lahum fi ma zaktam wa lahum warhamhum. Ya Allah, give them barakah, forgive them, and give them more and more risk and sustenance. So all these are the etiquettes of Islam remember that so do not familiarize yourself now with the speech why this is here why this carpet is here why this light is here why this is not your house what you worrying about all these type of things here and here Nabi alayhi salatu salam's hujurat the honorable wives were there it were not palatial homes like me and you simple simple structures so they had to observe parda hijab while the guests were there they're not up and down like, you know, our people, ladies and so forth, our men, we don't say all, but today many of them. Because you're staying there and socializing and discussing, and it happened like that. In Nadalikum verily the aforementioned, Kana yu'udhin nabi, it will cause harm to Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So one day the Sahaba were invited, few of them, and then they started speaking, one thing led to another, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's karima, noble, exalted character, was so exalted. He didn't want to tell them anything. Hence, he feels shy. He feels, you know, difficult to tell you. But Allah, wallahu la yastahi min al-haq. Almighty Allah does not leave out the truth. La yastahi la yaturku. Allah does not leave out the truth. He will tell you. So this is the truth. So even when we go, then don't just sit there from Zohar right till Asr and so forth, three, four hours. It's unacceptable that. Remember, people got other work to do. Yes, if the host insists, then it's a different issue. 
Sometimes you, the Sahaba, you go to the Azhujurat, the houses and the rooms of Nabi Sallallahu honorable wives. Then remember you want to ask something or you need something, so you can't be speaking face to face. If you they ask them, the honorable wives, so the wives of Nabi alayhi salam, mata'a, something you needed, right? I explained to you the word mata'a already. So Imam Ismail, the grammarian linguist par excellence, remember, there were three words really troubling him in the Quran Sharif. He could not get the original word, the history, philology. So he left the cosmopolitan, metropolitan area, went on the periphery outskirts, and lo and behold, manjadda wajada. When you strive, strive, then Allah makes it easy for you. Suddenly he heard this discussion between mother and daughter. So the mother asked, Ain al-mata'. So that was one of the words, mata'. So now as we go along, so you will understand. So where is the mata? So she, the daughter, replied, Ja al-Rakim. Rakim was the second word. So the Rakim was a black and white dog. So the black and white dog came, Ja al-Rakim. Wa akhad al-mata and took away the mata. So now he understood Rakim means black and white dog. And mata means the lappy, the rag. The, you know, you normally have the rag. And normally it's dirty, no value attached to it in the kitchen. So the Muslim member, they in the kitchen, they call it the kitchen cloth or whatever you. So you say lappy in Afrikaans. So that is mata. So this dunya is mata. This world is mata. No dunya, no real attachment we should have with it in that sense that it diverts us from our main objective and reason of creation. So Rakim is soft. So Matai is soft. So the black and white dog came and took the lapid, the kitchen cloth, the rag away. Tabarak was the third word. And it climbed, climbed, climbed the table mountain, Mount Kilimanjaro, Mount Everest. Examples obviously I'm giving. So now he understood all three words. Tabarak means to go higher, 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 higher. Tabarak alladhi, Almighty Allah is the one who possesses all the barakah and blessing. And he is the Almighty, the All-Exalted. And so you have to ask them, the honorable wives, for something. First, then you ask them, the wives, behind the curtain. You can't be seeing her and she can't be seeing you. So therefore, hijab parda is compulsory. And you will see that in this week here, the lesson will come, inshallah, chapter 33, verse 59. That is purer for your hearts and their hearts. People ask us today, why you don't have physical contact with the opposite gender? So strange lady, strange man for the woman. So it's purer for both hearts. It's not permissible for you to cause harm to Mustafa وسلم, at any time, any place. And it's not permissible for you, the Ummah, to marry Azwajahu, any of his honorable wives. After his demise. They were mothers. Chapter 33, verse number 6. So how you can marry your mother? So out of respect and honor. And we have to love them, respect them, love them as a mother. 
Innadalikum kana indallahi azima. Verily, that is by all mighty Allah a major, major sin. If anybody thinks of marrying the honorable wives of Nabi alayhi salam after the demise of the Master sallallahu alayhi salam, meaning not permissible, may all mighty Allah grant us his love, the love for Ahlul Bayt, the wives and the family and children and grandchildren of the Master sallallahu and all the Sahaba and companions and awliyaullah. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.